and welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Byer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. We're listening live from the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois, where tonight's crowd is ready for 60s creepiness <laughs> and pop hit making in the same sentence. Tonight, our subject is the seminal rock band The Doors, who made their last album more than 50 years ago, yet you still hear them being discussed. They haven't quite gone away, and we're going to talk about their impact, whether they were any good. Um, we'll uh, talk our favorite albums, favorite songs, uh, and we'll discuss their impact on popular culture. They were uh, Their music is all over movies. And of course, the Oliver Stone movie made about The Doors, starring Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison. There was an excellent documentary about them. I think it's called People Are Strange, narrated by Johnny Depp, which shows a different side of uh, The Doors. Uh, and we'll talk about, in addition to our 45-minute playlist, our favorite albums, first memories, we'll also talk about whether we'll still be talking about The Doors or whether they'll still be relevant 50 years from now. So it should be a good, interesting podcast, The Doors certainly inspire strong opinions. Yeah, I feel, sure. I feel like I don't know anyone who's like the doors, you know, uh, mm. our, I have one very quick story about the doors and our fantastic sound engineer, uh, Declan Beyer. And um, before we get going to, I want to make a quick plug for his new band called Broken Demeanor. You can follow them on Instagram, just all one word, Broken Demeanor. Uh, they played out in Wheaton on Saturday night and they tore it up and it was Declan's second show as the new drummer. The crowd was out of its mind. I have never seen a crowd like that. And uh, they played at Shuba's and there was like 10 people there. They go out to the Burbs and they're like the Beatles. <laughs> Uh, it was wow. it was it was awesome. Uh, so congrats to Declan and to Broken Demeanor for an excellent set. And um, but when Declan was about ten or eleven, uh, I was watching the uh, Johnny Depp documentary on the Doors, or maybe it was another you know documentary that was talking about the Doors. And you're listening to Jim Morrison just drone on and be all poetic and shaman and talking about you know the, the you know the poets of Paris and you know whether I'm going to be like Rimbaud and you know, live on a uh, live on a commune. And Declan was like rolling his eyes and he like he was 10 or 11 and he walked, he just stomps out and he gets to the TV and he goes, you guys are jerking offs and kept going. So I I feel like uh, um, a lot of people fall into that where they just cannot deal with the pretend. They're pretentious. And I think that came from mostly Jim Morrison, but people either love the doors or they really hate them. Yeah. And uh, there's no in between. And mm -hmm. the uh, the one thing I will say, I think we said it too, is that they were one of the few bands that were like, they were really weird and they were out there and they were like big with the alternative crowd. But then you saw Jim Morrison on the cover of Tiger Beat. So you had the, the pop crowd loved them, but then you had the new alternative, you know, underground press that loved yeah. them as well. And really, it's hard to think of another band that straddled both audiences equally well. Um, yeah, because Jim Morrison was a good looking guy mm -hmm. and girls went crazy for him. Uh, so, uh, 
uh, I guess let's talk. What, what's your first memory of the Doors? I know I have a strong one. The, one. the two things that came to mind was just hearing light my fire on the radio all the time when I was a kid. And, oh, it's a song. I like this song. Yeah. And then a little later in high school, I remember my sophomore year, I was surrounded by Doors fans. Yeah. <laughs> I was biology class. I was listening to them talk about the Doors instead of learning anything about biology. I still don't know anything about biology. <laughs> But I remember them just talking about them all the time. And, uh, but I think I, I don't know if I got, I had, maybe I had their greatest hits. I don't know if it was then or maybe a little later. I mean, that's why I started listening to them. That's what I had, the greatest yeah. on cassette. We had on vinyl. Yeah. What's your first memory? Uh, my friend uh, Tobin Northrup, when I was in sixth grade, his older brother, Chris, was a senior in high school. And uh, this was, this was by the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, his brother, Chris, was a senior and aunt in his room was just this huge poster, the famous poster of Jim Morrison without a shirt on and the mm -hmm. you know, with his... Yep. I mean, this poster was huge. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I would just remember like as a little kid, is like, who is that? And then, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the first song that I remember was Riders on the Storm. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, okay, he's, he's insane. <laughs> This is one of the scariest songs I've ever heard because Riders on the Storm, you know, with that kind of creepy kind of drone kind of voice. Yeah. And, um, you know, with that whole, you know, kind of vacant look he had in his eyes. And that was all part of their image where you just thought this guy is, this guy is capable of anything. Like he's, he's a guy that's really lost his mind. And I think that was probably a big part of their mystique. But it was also true. And it was for the most part true. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, that was my first, but I, when I got to college, I was surprised at how big the doors were or how popular. And it was, it, it was beyond just the greatest hits because I had the greatest hits in high school but I knew people that had all their albums and they list so then I heard like the deep cuts mm -hmm. uh, the posters were everywhere you always saw like a Jim Morrison or the Doors poster in college I felt like I don't know if you saw that at UIC but I saw it a lot than you not but, at UIC but I feel like that was a time so 80s and 90s the Doors were popular they're popular again yeah but that's why the question now is okay are they gonna still be around they yeah. have the mystique thing with Jim Morrison, Diane Young, this controversial figure, and he's considered a poet and all that. Right. But I don't, I mean, the, the two things in favor of them having a lasting impact is like a couple of years ago, they came out with some giant Jim Morrison poetry book. Yep. And it was two years ago. And one of their songs got used a couple of years ago in uh, Licorice Pizza, of all movies. Yes. Uh, your, your favorite, Licorice yes. Pizza. I, it's I, your I, I like that. I like that movie. Yeah. Peace Frog. That's what they use it in yeah. Licorice Pizza. But I don't feel like, I feel like in the past 20 years or so, I haven't heard the doors nearly as much. No. Agreed. I mean, even, so you know how I listen to like Drive Deep Cuts? I like never hear a door song in there. No. I don't, I don't hear the doors on the radio. I listen to the radio a fair amount. I don't, I don't even know if I hear Light My Fire that much anymore even. No. No, you really They're, don't. That's why I'm on one hand, you have the two things I mentioned the other hand is i feel like they're not around as much nearly as much not even close actually yeah. well they have a resurgence but usually the things that have you come back is like the oliver stone movie but they already had a movie or or something else but i don't, I don't know if that's gonna happen yeah um it's time will tell i think that yeah you saw 
I think the Doors, one of the secrets to their popularity was they they were everywhere in music. They were in The Lost Boys. Um, I think they were in like People Are Strange, Course Apocalypse. Yeah, it wasn't them. It was a remake. Somebody else did it. They else did it. Uh, Apocalypse Now, of course, the famous use of the end. Um, Yeah, all the 80s and 90s stuff. Because you had Apocalypse Now, you had Forrest Gump had five Doors songs. Five Doors. It was in Girl Interrupted, Roadhouse Blues. Yep. They had Light My Fire was in Castaway. I don't know if Tom Hanks is a big Doors fan. <laughs> uh, what was School of Rock out? Because Touch Me was in School of Rock. Yeah, I was remember he was trying to teach the nerdy kid to play the piano. It was like, Lord, yeah. is the good on piano. But, but, yeah. He will be in my show. But, yeah. But. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's all pretty long ago, though. And, and, of, uh, course, and of course, I remember that the the uh, the Oliver Stone movie that I, I remember there being a very uh, a very big um, uh, a lot of anticipation mm-hmm. for that movie. Like, yeah. oh, this, this movie's going to be so cool. You know, it's the doors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because there is like this kind of like mystique about them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that um, plus, you know, whenever you have um, I think whenever you have songs that are about like the 60s or, you know, they go back and they need a, a, a backing tract for like Vietnam or, you know, the, the protests, the doors are usually inside of the doors or Hendrix are popular choices. CCR. Yeah. Like a background mm-hmm. music. Yeah. It's CCR. And uh, so I think that, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think that's another reason why they, and the one last thing I want to say is that did you ever read No One Here Gets Out Alive? I think I did a long time ago, like yeah. when I was teenager, maybe. Can't say I remember any of it, but I, I'm pretty sure I read it. That book was really popular. It was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was huge. Yeah. I read it and I was like, oh, wow, he's a poet. He's a shaman. He's a <laughs> On the future. <laughs> he, wow. he, he expanded his mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's all part of the mystique, and but it's also that was people our age. We grew yeah. up with classic rock, yeah. But we were into it. We wanted to know more. We wanted to read these biographies. We wanted to go see a, a movie about it. Mm-hmm. But now, the people that are younger, I, th- I hear a few people like in their twenties that like classic rock. It's not like there's not anyone, but it's not obviously not how it was before. So you feel like the Beatles and the Stones. You feel like they'll probably stick around forever almost yeah but some of these other big bands from the 60s and 70s I'm not so sure I, it, ultimately it will come down to the music I feel like if the music and that's why I feel the Doors have a chance because I think that the Doors music is at its core you, it's interesting I don't think it's 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 not generic it doesn't feel like it's stuck in a particular time period it's weird it shouldn't work but it does and I feel that it it could it could translate because they they and they don't have just like one or two good songs they have like 15 or 20 really good songs i had trouble making a playlist oh really I well did. let's get into the music then you want to do our albums first or you want to do the playlist uh up to you I, well, let me pull up my playlist i've got it here all right well, let's do playlists since you mentioned the playlist i I'll, uh, start, I'll start with mine okay i got mine next mine, i don't know how many deep cuts are on it but it, you know it's it's got some good stuff on it yeah all right my first song 
Riders on the Storm, because that's my favorite Doors song. Yeah, it's tough to leave that off. It's just great. I mean, I, great song. I didn't put the end on this playlist, because if you put the end on here, that's a quarter of your playlist. Yeah, it messes it up. Because I think the end's a great song, but I'm like, I can't put it on here. Yeah. Uh, P- Peace Frog, which we just mentioned. Awesome. Lover Not- Madly, 20th Century Fox. Awesome. Break On Through. Great song. Not To Touch the Earth. That's, great. that's a great, that weird. That's a song I have a distinct memory of, because. In that biology class, one of my friends would be always going, not to touch the earth. (laughs) Uh, The lyric, the Doors lyrics sometimes are ridiculous, may I just say. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I I got something to say about that. Right. Okay, so Touch Me, Mm -hmm. Hello, I Love You. Great. Light light My Fire. Great. Alabama Song. Love that song. People Are Strange, Roadhouse Blues, and Fire in the Twilight by Wayne Chung. Always a classic Doors song. Uh, (laughs) I love the video where Jim Morrison is running through the high school hallway. Yes, taking off his clothes and uh, (laughs) lighting stuff on fire. Uh, so I started off with LA Woman, um, and uh, because I love that, I didn't realize how long that song is, yeah, because I like it and I've listened to it a bunch of times. I'm like, this is over seven minutes long, I didn't realize, yeah, it's an epic. I also like the part in The Doors, the movie, where they do that song and Jim Morrison is doing his vocals sitting on the toilet. I enjoyed that. Uh, (laughs) He's in the bathroom singing on the toilet, singing his guts out. That was great. I don't remember much about that Doors movie. Neither do I. I, I did kind of feel like Meg Ryan was miscast a little bit. That, that whole part was... I didn't think Bill Kilmer was... Bill Kilmer, I just thought, was just okay. Yeah. I feel like maybe the casting wasn't the best. I have a feeling that, that if was, I... That was like 30 years ago, right? Yeah, it was my senior year. We saw it at the Evanston Theater, and it was, again, jam-packed. People were... It was all students. Like, they had been waiting for that movie, which is, I think is weird. I think it's interesting. And I have a feeling that if I watched it today, I would absolutely hate it. <laughs> Just have a, I just have a feeling. Um, so yeah, L.A. Woman and then Peace Frog. Um, Peace Frog is like a dance song. Yeah. That song, you want to get up when you hear it. When I first heard it, I was also in college because my friend Kevin Stern had Morrison Hotel. And that was the first Doors album that I had heard. And I was like, this is a phenomenal album. I've I've mis- I've underestimated the Doors. Mm-hmm. And I like uh, the song that comes after Peace Frog, which is Blue Sunday. Um, and we'll, I'll get into it. Uh, that a little bit uh, next. So after that, I have Soul Kitchen from the first album. Then I have Moonlight Drive. Then I have Your Lost Little Girl. Both of those are from Strange Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went into Super Creepy Doors. I did Love Street, um, which uh, I think is super creepy. Uh, the Spy, also from uh, Morrison Hotel, which I think could be in like a David Lynch movie. Uh, <laughs> The Crystal Ship, which is also from there. Oh, that's a really good song. Also creepy, but yet like majestic. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. And then The End. I felt like, so my my playlist is really short because I have L.A. Woman and The End. Oh, The End's great. I have no room for anything else. I get it. Um, And the one thing I, the the one thing about the playlist is that I was like, the Doors were really good at, yeah, they were good at rockers. They were good at creating hits, but then they were also good at these really kind of like slow, just like weird, we- weird instrumental kind of things where you feel like you're in a haunted
haunted house or like a weird place. And then you've got this creepy vocal where Morrison's voice is not high. He's like, it sounds like he's, it's echoey and shadowy and strange and unsettling. And it's, it's really, um, but yet there's a kind of, there's definitely a power to it. One of his favorite, I read that one of his favorite vocalists was Frank Sinatra and he would study the way Sinatra phrased his, you know, he took a lyric and then put it over the music and mm-hmm. experiment with different ways to sing over that to get something that, you know, everybody was happy with. And he would, and I thought that was interesting of all singers to copy. I would have thought he would have copied, you know, Elvis. Or, he, they said he loved Elvis though. Yeah. Um, but he also studied Sinatra, which I thought was strange. Yeah. So that was so like what a, do you think, what do you think of his, his voice, Jim Morrison? I think it's very interesting. I don't think there's anyone like it. Yeah. I think he has a strong, I'm trying to, I'm pretty sure I put him in my singer bracket, but I don't think he got anything. Yeah. But I think he has a really strong voice. Very strong. Like you hear it and you're drawn to it. You know who it is immediately. Oh yeah, here it is. I got, I did have him. Yeah. <laughs> he went up against Gladys Knight and Gladys Knight destroyed him. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, Gladys Knight is uh, that's a that's a tough one, but I think Jim Morrison is. Uh, you know, I think anytime it was the first round matchup, it was Gladys Knight Jim <laughs> against Morrison. Jim Morrison, and she won like <laughs> man, like twenty eight to four or something crazy. <laughs> I wonder who I voted for. Marlena voted for him for Jim Morrison. I don't know if you're you voted on this one. Yeah, I missed it. Our our good friend Kim voted for him. Brian Sadorf voted for him, but Brian Sadorf said to me today that he said the Doors had a lot of weird songs. Not a big fan of theirs. <laughs> weird songs. They really yeah. did. Yeah, you missed this vote for some reason, Beef. You didn't vote in this one. That's weird. All right, I vote for Jim Morrison. So it was 28 to 5. Well, Gladys Knight's got a great voice. So I guess, you know, that was a tough matchup. I'll give poor Jim a break. Yeah. But I do. I think he's I think he's got a great voice. I agree. I agree. And uh yeah, very and apparently, you know, they get they put on great live shows. I mean, they were really into you know trying to be as weird and pushing the envelopes as far as they could and he was a huge huge part of that oh he was nuts he was nuts he was like yelling at the crowd and insulting them and like taking off police officers hats and throwing them into the crowd (laughs) what was it uh there's another great book that was written by the drummer of the doors and it's called Riders on the Storm and uh Densmore that's the drummer's name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good book too. And in that book Morrison would talk about hey when we go out there tonight let's let's start a full scale riot. Let's just have the just let's have destruction of practice. That's just insane. It's amazing that they got anything done. I know. I mean it was a short time span but they had I think maybe 8 albums total. Uh in that time span. Yeah. And so they they're, they're pretty prolific, even though their lead singer was insane, drunk, yep. provocateur, almost got arrested and put in jail multiple times. Yeah. But they still managed to get all this stuff done. Right. And even one of the album reviews I read was... <laughs> Like Jim Morrison is being insane in this, but the rest <laughs> of the doors, you know, went the opposite way. And they're like, all right, we're going to be as on this as possible. Right. And they're like, well, that's what makes it a good album because the rest of the doors are providing a great musical background to Jim Morrison's insane lyrics. And just overall, yeah, presence for sure. Um, and they they had an interesting kind of lineup too, because they had no bass player. So they yeah, it was like keyboards and keyboards and that guitarist and uh, drums and so, and the guitarist was weird. He kind of was like a flamenco kind of Spanish. So you the, wrote a book too. The guitar parts are kind of weird, um, but it worked. It really worked. They had one, two, three, four, five, six albums. Uh, then he died and they put out three after. 
words. Two of them are The Doors Without Jim Morrison, which did nothing. And then I listened to those for the first time, and I don't think they're that bad. They got kind of destroyed critically, but I listened to them I'm like, this isn't bad. Of course, it was my first listen. Right. But I'll probably listen to them again. It's interesting because it's sort of like, um, you know, how 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 important was Jim Morrison to that band? And that they, they didn't even like, uh, those albums came and went without so much as like a, at the time. I mean, no, nobody bought. They just sank like a stone. Yeah. Well, and well, because he was such a charismatic guy. Yeah. They didn't get a chance. But have you listened to him? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You and didn't like him? It's weird because like, yeah, musically they're interesting and it's not like, you know, you think it'd be just awful. They're far from awful. But yet there's a huge void. It, it, it just that doesn't. You're Because you're aware of it. Because you're aware of it. I guess if you didn't know it was the Doors, you would listen to it differently. Yeah. Maybe they should have like gone with a totally different band name that might have well i think well two things i read today was the first album without him all those songs were for jim morrison they're waiting for jim morrison to get back from paris yeah all the songs were written they're ready and the record company basically told them well just put the album out without him and that's what they did and it was a flop right and then these guys are all we're all writing songs and but they tried another one mm -hmm. and all of them kept trying to do doors related stuff the rest of their lives i think one one guy might still be alive is robbie krieger still alive i think one of them's still alive manzarek died yeah. i think robbie krieger might still be alive um either it's it's i, I think i think uh i think densmore died yeah krieger's still alive He's, yeah because his book came out not that long ago two or three years ago i, I want to read it yeah I, I gotta i mean no one here gets out alive i read a million years ago but i would i would read the densmore one or the that was good robbie krieger one i haven't read the uh but i'm a sucker for that stuff anyways I'm like give them all to me i'll read them all right right and krieger wrote or co-wrote like he wrote uh light my fire and love me two times and Touch yeah me. i didn't realize that i didn't i thought jim morrison was the songwriter but that's not true yeah i mean krieger was it wasn't just jim morrison doing stuff i think it was very much a group effort and i think morrison yeah. to his credit realized that because i forget where i read that morrison was always approached by people saying listen you come with me and we'll put out the first jim morrison solo album and you'll be huge and he wouldn't do it he wouldn't leave those guys yeah um, yeah. Especially at the beginning, when they said, "We we love you, but your band is weird. Just sign with <laughs> us. We'll, we'll market you properly." And he was like, "No." And they were like, "Wait a minute, you are weird." Yeah, until they were like, "Well, you're no weirder than Jimi Hendrix, so or Janis Joplin, so maybe put down the bottle for two minutes, Jim." Lester Bangs wrote, uh, uh, "Your favorite all-time uh, favorite rock critic, Lester Bangs, more so than Chris Chris Gow. Robert Bang or Ra Lester Bangs wrote an uh, uh, essay on Morrison. He called it Jim Morrison." Bozo Dionysus and basically called him a slobbering drunk. <laughs> it sounded like that's what he was, though. I mean, he was a messed up guy. Very. He would have enjoyed mash waters, though. Uh, he was Mr. Mashed Potatoes. As our producer and podcast chef, Laura Foot found out that Jim Morrison ate potatoes every day. So now, if you would have went the Sean Penn route and just had mashed potatoes in water every day, he'd still be around right now. Still be alive right now. Yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah. Some lessons are learned the hard way, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Okay. What
what are what are your favorite Doors albums? If you, what are your top five Doors albums? All right, my number one, their debut, which is great, right, real strong. It's light my fire, the end. It's the whole album is great. All the deep cuts, 20th Century Fox, uh, Soul Kitchen. Um, I love 20th Century Fox. I've always loved that song. And that is like the thing about 20th Century Fox is that that could be like a the typical kind of 60s song, but they seem to make it a little more weirder and. <laughs> Their yeah. door, they put their doors stamp. It's distinctive. Yeah, it is. It totally is. That's why I think the opinions are so strong. Yeah. Because you know it's the doors when you, you know exactly who you're listening to. And if Jim Morrison could repel you or intrigue intrigue you, I think that's that's what it is. It's about him. A lot and of it's I, about him. I think a lot of the hate was like people were just went crazy for it and just like, oh, he's amazing. Or the doors are incredible. Or the girls would be like, Jim Morrison is the potest. And so that fueled the hate. Like, the, how are they so popular? I hate these guys. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, kind of, you almost say an acquired taste, but they're too popular to say to be an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. But there's a hint of that. The, yeah. With weird stuff, for sure. Yeah. But there's an but, accessibility there, too, because the songwriting is strong. Yeah. But of that era, though, a lot of people were experimenting a lot. I mean, even the Beatles, like Sgt. Pepper, when mm -hmm. I first came out, people were like, what is this? This doesn't sound like I want to hold your hand. What's this? Yeah. So people were, were trying things out. They're singing about drugs. Well, the <laughs> it's the Ed Sullivan story. Yeah. You know that one, right? Yeah. Oh, well, the Ed right. Sullivan with the Beatles or with the Doors? No, with the Doors. Yeah. So the Doors were on and they didn't want them to say the word high in, I think, light, was it Light My Fire or one of their other songs? Yeah, they, they didn't want them to sing Girl, We Couldn't Get Much Higher. So they were like... And they still did it. Yeah, they said, sing Girl, We Couldn't Get Much Better. And uh, they're like, um, you don't get it. So. And then like a manager or something was complaining to Jim Morrison afterwards because Ed Sullivan refused to have them on anymore. Yeah. And Jim Morrison was like, yeah, but we were on Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Exactly. Like we did get to do it once. And they with and they, they call everyone was talking about it because of yeah. what they of what they did. Yeah. They really create but, stir. Yeah. But yeah, Doris debuts in my number one. Number two, and this is what makes the Jim Morrison story even sadder, LA Woman, their final album with him. That's a great album. It is. And they it was like their first album is great. Mm -hmm. LA Woman is great. Mm -hmm. And then the ones in between, most of them are good, but there's one or two that maybe not as strong. Agreed. But to have that kind of thing where their sixth album, I guess, mm -hmm. is great. Yeah. And then your your front man dies. It's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's sad. Bad, yeah. But yeah, I love LA Woman. Morrison Hotel, third. Mm -hmm. Waiting for the Sun, fourth. Mm -hmm. And uh, Strange Days, fifth. Yeah, I have, a, so I have The Doors first. I have Morrison Hotel, second. Then I have uh, LA Woman, third. Strange Days fourth, waiting for the sun. Yeah, and the soft, soft parade got destroyed by critics. <laughs> yeah, rightly so, it's not good. I don't. I think it's okay. I don't dislike it, but man, I was reading reviews of it. It got. There's only like touch me. I think that was the only hit from it. But yeah. I feel like critics back then, rock critics back then, had more pull and more of a say in things, and probably made more money. And <laughs> Chris Gow was like destroyed soft parade, and he said no one cares about the Doors anymore. <laughs> but then the album after that, he's like, oh, this is good. Like, so I, I feel like they were like what uh, Declan was saying to us. 
was, we need more hot takes. So I think Chris Gow was like, I better have hot takes. And Lester Baines yeah. and all these other critics back then. I feel like their editors probably said strong opinions. They strong inspired opinions. strong. It was easy to rip on them because they were so ridiculous in a way. And also, like, they probably were pretty easy to, like, get sick of. Like, all right, here's their shtick. They're, they're whacked out L.A., you know, just crazies from Venice Beach. And, but they're, that's their shtick and it's getting old because like their first album great their next two albums good but not as good and then the soft parade is kind of like and so you you feel like they're done they don't have that was their one trick and they don't have it but then with morrison hotel and la woman i feel like they they were trying to be less weird maybe a little more conventional just a tad more um because I feel like, like la woman's got a lot of energy to it that's what i'm thinking about like when you said that i just feel like it's really lively I which is, again again very sad yeah and it's amazing that they got that much out of him from what I read. <laughs> He's just oh, he was a drunk mess. every day and just, it just not just drunk, but like insane too. Right. Yeah. And then like he might go to jail because he you know, yeah. pulled on his pants in front of a crowd. And uh... But they said his band members, the other band members said that didn't happen. Right. They said, they said he was pantomiming something, but he didn't have his pants on. Right. And they said that wasn't true, that he didn't do indecent exposure. And that's what he was charged with. And there's a real chance he was going to go to jail. Yeah, but they said that was a lie. Right. So who knows? Anyways, I got a few things, a few other things, Beef. Okay. Here's a trivia question for you. What, what were their two number one hits? Uh, Light My Fire, mm-hmm. and I'll go with Break On Through. Break On Through was never released as a single. Really? Yeah. You want another You want another try? So Light My Fire, I had that correct? Yeah. So then their other number one song, I'll go with People Are Strange. Nope. It was a People Are Strange was a hit, but it, it didn't even make the top 10 uh touch me touch me was a number three hit number three pretty close all right one more guess uh wait no uh hello i love you yes and hello i love you they got sued for that oh no i didn't get sued for that well the king said this sounds just like all day and all the night yeah right (laughs) but then they said eh Kind of a kinks thing. They're just kind of like, I think one of them said, one of the brothers said, I don't want any money from them, but could they just admit that they stole that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sort of see it. Sure, I see I mean, it. Hello, I Love You slower, though. Hello, I Love You is like, dan, 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 dan. and all day and all the night is, dan, 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 dan. right? It is. And then, uh, well, it's just the beginning because then Hello, I Love You goes to, which is not in all day and yeah. all. It's a tough one. Yeah. To play. yeah. I, I hadn't known about that either. I was learning things today. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here, why, why not? You already named one of their other hits. Uh, four more. They had four more songs that charted. That's Let's charted. see if you can get those. Yeah. Top 40s. Not not just chart. Top 40. Just top 40. Not top 100. Top 40. They had four more hits. Uh, so you Light My Fire, Hello, I Love You, Touch Me, People Are Strange, and then four more. All right. Let's... Three of them, I think, are fairly... Well, no. Two of them, I think, are pretty obvious. The other two are hard. I think. Hmm. These are Billboard Top 40 hits. Okay. Uh, so Break On Through was not released as a single. Either that or it wasn't in the Top 40. All right. I'll go with Love Her Madly. Yes. Love Her Madly charted. Uh, and you said People Are Strange did not chart. No, I did. I said that was one of the one ones you named. So that was one that charted. Yeah. They had, they had two number ones. They had a number three. They had five other hits. One of them was People Are Strange and another one was Love Her Madly. So you have three more to guess. Three more. Okay. Love Me Too. Time. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, so you got, you got two left. Uh, how about Strange Days? No. Nope. How about Roadhouse Blues? Mm-mm. 
Uh, we said not people. Not people are strange. Well, you already picked people are strange. What about what we did? About riders on the storm. Right. Okay. And here's the hard one. One left. This one's a hard one. Okay. Uh, it's not a song you think of immediately as a Doors hit, but this one was a top forty hit. Spanish Caravan. <laughs> Take me to take me to Spain. I love Spanish care. That wasn't bad, Peeves. That wasn't bad. That wasn't a bad Morrison imitation. Um, five to one. One and five. No, but I have something to mention about five to one in a minute. Uh, Love Street? Nope. All right, one more guess, and then I'll give it. I'll tell you what it is. The Unknown Soldier. Yes. Nice, Peeves. That's the hard one. I would have never guessed that. Make it for the Unknown Soldier. <laughs> The diamond listeners are worried about beef now. Nestled in your They're heart looking at me and saying, is, is <laughs> We have a contingent from Ohio here, and they're very worried. Yeah, they're going to take me for observation later. Yeah. And so I have a couple other notes, a couple I didn't mention when we were talking about movies and TV shows. So Five to One was in Corella. That's also another recent movie. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe there's enough filmmaking Doris fans that they'll keep trying to use it in their movies. Yeah. Miami Vice, your favorite show, had Doris songs in it. You wouldn't know because you haven't <laughs> watched a single episode. <laughs> Miami Vice. And here's an odd one. Peace Frog was also in The Water Boy, the Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. And then my my final note, I just thought this was insane. So after Morrison died, I guess the Doors tried to get McCartney to be their bass player and Iggy Pop to be their singer. Can you imagine? What a what a whacked out group that would be. Iggy Pop, McCartney, and the Doors. I feel like Iggy Pop probably would have worked. He's just as insane. McCartney would not have. I don't I don't know how how far they got with that. Can you imagine McCartney? No. Like, we'll do the songwriting, Paul. You just play bass. I'm playing with a bunch of blokes who are completely nuts from America. <laughs> Paul McCartney has joined us in the Jag Bag studio, everyone, <laughs> along with the ghost of Jim Morrison. Yes. Amazing, amazing night here. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, there's one thing I read about the Doors that I thought was really interesting. And they said that the Doors were kind of the opposite of the Beach Boys in terms of showing a side of California because the Beach Boys showed you the fun and the sun and the beaches and all that. And the root beer chuggalugs. And the root beer chuggalugs. And the Doors were kind of like that opposite where it's like, yeah, here we are in the sun and we're on acid and we are singing about death and burning shit. And, uh, but, it, but there's a very kind of Southern California because they were all from the Venice beach area, which you've ever been to Venice beach full of just freaks. And they were, they, they fit right in. <laughs> Be really dismissively said freaks there. I love freaks. I am a, it didn't uh, sound like it. it. did not sound like, it. uh, Please I apologize to the freaks that listen to our podcast. I do apologize. I'm with you. Staying with you. Franklin Sampson will probably be getting some calls. Uh, he'll have to. About have your to, slandering of freaks. He'll have to uh, just add it to my bill, Franklin. My. <laughs> yeah, no. Ch- well, they, anything, the the doors were chug-a-lugging something else, not root beer. Yeah, yeah. It's the, I know we did a Beach Boys podcast and everything, but you feel like the Beach Boys were more from the 50s. Yeah. And like the, the doors are from the 70s almost. <laughs> they both were in the wrong decade almost. And it's insane to think the Beach Boys were at their peak in 64. And the doors come along in 67. Yeah. Not a long, but two totally different, um, from pretty much from the same area. So kind of an interesting. Uh, two guys who would not sit together in the cafeteria. Absolutely not. Although they kind hey, of. Hey, Jim, you want my root beer? 
Let's set the cafeteria on fire. Oh, but I want some beer. I am the Lizard King. I am the Lizard. You know, that was another, like, he had all these, like, nicknames for himself and books of poetry that he published and all that made people want to punch him. (laughs) I listened to, it's called American Prayer. Yeah, that was pretty big. I'm like, no. No. And you know what our our friend Bobby Criscow said about that album? I think he said something along the lines of, the musical accompaniment is interesting, but Morrison is a bad poet. <laughs> but those lyrics are RIP Jim Morris. He is a bad poet. But at the same time, too, like his lyrics are interesting. Like that's part of like the whole signature sound is that these lyrics, they're not like, I mean, they are weird. You know what was a word they used for them? Nebulous. No. I which is that. like they sound like they mean something, but maybe they don't. Right. Like he was just randomly putting words together that he's and I mean, but honestly, sometimes that's what poetry is, is just throwing throwing stuff together and it, it's almost depends on who's reading it or who's listening to your music. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's there's that much of a difference. You could you could one person might hear it and, and say what Chris Gow said, and somebody else might listen to it and make some connection. Right. That's that's why I hate it when artists of any type, uh, directors, musicians, authors, like if there's a book of theirs that the critical consensus was it wasn't good or maybe it wasn't that popular and then they themselves kind of dismiss it. I'm like, you really shouldn't do that because you have all these people, especially if you're fairly well known, maybe it wasn't a hit for you, but still all these people bought it and probably a good percentage, percentage of them liked it. Right. So if you go, if you're getting interviewed and you're like, oh yeah, that was bad. That's, that's almost insulting to your fans. I don't, I don't like when people do that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and you really can't, that he really like didn't follow trends. He was like, totally, you can't accuse him of trying to like imitate anyone. I mean, he was Except doing for the kinks that one time. But, but lyrically, lyrically, yeah. uh, right. like I'm sure the people said, Hey, the doors, you guys are cool, but what is, uh, <laughs> Break on through to the other side. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I know what I think that means, but uh, maybe you'd like to, you know, to explain that a little more. But like stuff like uh, no one here gets out alive and uh, a feast of friends alive. She cried. I mean, yeah, those are like word salad, but they stick with you. I think they stick with I think they stick with a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. And it again, it's subjective. It is. It is. I- <laughs> No one talks about Morrison's amazing. It's like when I got mad at John Oliver a couple times, where he would say something is objectively bad, and it's like a movie or a TV show. I'm like, they're they're not objectively bad, right? Everything art wise is subjective. You can't say stuff like that. And 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 things come and go. I I really find it hard to believe the Doors will disappear completely from from popular culture. I just don't think so. I think the music is. I just. But my point was, it has lessened a lot. No doubt. Because no doubt. Another thing I was thinking about. I was listening to stuff this past few weeks. When I was growing up, I knew even stuff like you heard Peace Rock on the radio, like mm-hmm. the album stations, like the Loop in Chicago. It would play that. You heard Roadhouse Blues. You, I mean, I named all those singles. Yep. I knew a lot of Doors songs just from the radio, not from having their album. Yeah. But now, if you ask, if you had like somebody in their twenties that did listen to classic radio stations, they might have a hard time naming five Doors songs. I agree with you. I agree. With that's, you. that's that's what that's the point I was. 
trying to make. And I think, yeah, at this point now, you're really, yeah, you're down to the Beatles. You're down to the Stones. Aretha Franklin. A lot of people know Aretha Franklin songs. Um, I think Zeppelin, Zeppelin's going to endure because... People know Led Zeppelin. Radio stations still do Zeppelin. Ten, you know, 10, um, like The Drive still has Zeppelin songs every night at 7 o'clock. Black Sabbath seems to be... Sabbath, the thing that's interesting about Sabbath is they're almost kind of underground. At least to me, it felt like that when they first came out. Yes. And even growing up, you kind of knew Sabbath a little bit just from Paranoid and Iron Man. Yes. But they weren't mainstream by any means. Not at all. But with Ozzy's personality and his TV show and everything, now everybody knows who Sabbath is. And their albums continue to, so, to sell. What about uh, Pink Floyd? And I don't think people realize how good Sabbath is because they were like demonized. Yeah. Go listen to the albums and then yeah. have an opinion. Don't say they're bad because somebody said they worship Satan or whatever. <laughs> right. That's right. what it was. That's, it was. I remember that growing up, like people, no, can't listen to Sabbath or Judas Priest or Iron Maiden because <laughs> just it's ridiculous cool. reasons. Even but you're young, so you don't think about it until you go and actually listen to them and you're like, wait a minute, why was I not listening to this? Did you know that KISS stands for Knights in Service of Satan? <laughs> Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. What about, uh, here's some others. Uh, what about Jimi Hendrix? Do you think that the, his music will endure? Yeah. I feel like Hendrix always has talked about. I agree. I don't feel like there's ever been a time, there's no lull. Yeah. And there's just something, I think he was so great as a guitarist that musicians always talk about him. Yeah. And he's, the stuff he did leave behind, I know his life was short, but those songs are so great. Yeah. I agree. And his, here's, he's got an underrated voice too. He does. I really like Hendrix's voice. He's another one that uh, he's another one that uh, didn't want to sing, and, and they put him in front. And yeah, he was he was great. What about okay? Um, oh, I had a, it went out of my head. Okay, what about uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash? Because they you thought like they will always be around, and now they've really I feel like their popularity is. There was a brief burst of interest when David Crosby died, but I feel like they. Couldn't. I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna last. Mm -hmm. uh, Graham yeah. Nash has an album out right now yeah. that I listen to. But nah, Neil Young, on the other hand, Neil Young is... I feel like Neil Young will endure. Yeah. Neil Young just, he's like Prince, where his, it just felt like he was playing music all day, every day. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He feels like the same kind, kind of guy. Like that's his thing. He's like, all right, let's wake up and play music and then right. go to bed, go to sleep when we're done. Time to record three more songs. Yeah. Yeah. Work on all those and maybe we'll release them. Maybe we won't. Okay. Just a couple more. This is interesting. Will 60s bands that we think will either, increase in popularity or decrease in popularity what or about, just endure i guess just or stay stay relevant i think is a good way to put it okay, what about bob dylan yeah for sure mm -hmm. for sure he'll stay around what about because yeah, he's he's a, he's a legend I agree. another guy like hendrix always talked about almost every article you ever read about a songwriter they're going to talk about dylan no doubt what about uh pink floyd they're more 70s but they got um, that's a good one though pink floyd they seem to be doing okay. I think they have a good shot that's at staying relevant. Yeah. yeah. There's kind of a mystique to them that helps too. And they have Sid Barrett. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's ghoulish, that's, but that's you have a tragic thing. figure. A tragic figure always helps. Very ghoulish. And, and Pink Floyd too is, I've listened to a good amount of them in the past few years. And I, I like them. I like them. I know more of their stuff that helps too, but I like them more now than just The Wall and Wish You Were Here. I like some of their other stuff too. Yeah. Like uh, I'm appreciating it more. 
Um, what about James Brown? He seems to like his influence is big in with musicians. Mm -hmm. Musicians know who he is and he's influential there. And I feel like he'll never go out of style that way. But for like the average 20 something, what do you think? I don't know. Cause he's not an album guy. Right. And like you mentioned Aretha Franklin, but Aretha Franklin's voice, it's hard to match her voice. Yeah. James Brown, his, I mean, when I think of it, it's like as a performer mm -hmm. and that can fade easier. Yeah. But he could have, I mean, I don't think he's, I think people still talk about him probably not as much as 40 years ago, but he's somebody who could get revitalized by a movie or something also. So. He could, no doubt. Uh, something like that could happen with him. He could get he could get discovered by younger people because of that. Yeah. Um, just a couple more. Okay. Janis Joplin. I don't think so. I think she's going to go the way of obscurity. I mean, she's got some good stuff, but she doesn't have a lot of stuff either because she died so young. Right. And, but she's somebody who they've tried to make a movie out of a million times and it just never happens. Right. I've heard so many people trying to star in this Janis Joplin movie mm -hmm. and it always falls apart. Right. There's all these attempts to kind of like show the other side of her that, you know, what she had to deal with and what she went through and, you know, kind of like she was more than just a wild party girl who died yeah. tragically. Mm -hmm. A human face on her. Man, yeah. It could still happen. It could still happen. I mean, there's a good movie to be made. I agree. Yeah. I feel like there could be a great movie made about the doors another one yeah or like a because i don't i'm gonna go out on a limb and think and say that that oliver stone movie on the doors is not a great movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna go out on a limb and uh without the I, feel like they, I feel like they might have to wait another 10 years though if they're gonna do a good doors movie yeah or a series give that, give that oliver stone movie 10 more years of for people to forget now i want to watch it I, I, i'm i gotta say I'm yeah curious. i'm a little curious too <laughs> how much I'll bet because Kevin Dillon you can watch The Postman and The Doors be Kyle McLachlan as Ray Manzarek and Kevin Dillon is one of the Doors and I forget the other guy in the band wow. I had no idea I don't remember, I didn't remember that at all yeah, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Dillon played uh, and Billy Idol's in it Billy Idol's is drunk ass uh, is uh, Morrison's drunk ass friend <laughs> they get wasted together uh, anyway uh, okay last one and I guess they're 60s but more 70s but the Grateful dead i feel like the dead will go on and on what do you think yeah i think they have a good shot yeah i mean people follow them around for years and years and years yeah they're i think they're a part of the they got i mean they got a good good chunk of time for sure where they'll still be relevant yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. okay all right this was good 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 anything else that we uh any other topics that we did not cover off on no i did get a text from iggy pop and paul mccartney and <laughs> it says please check out our version of peace for so they, they sent me that McCartney and Iggy Pop together not today yeah. in 2023 well I mentioned to him at dinner last week that we were doing a Doris podcast you mentioned to them at dinner during your so dinner all they said we I might we might have a surprise for you Len so they they texted me a link to their version of Peace Rock I look forward to hearing that yeah right. I'll, I'll send I'll send it to you alright I'll give you my review for next week and we'll compare okay. well it might take me a while to send it to you because I gotta do my other podcasts but yes I forgot about all those you're quite the, you're quite in demand. Well, when you think of it. Um, okay, I'll try. <laughs> you'll try. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, this was good. This was good. We want to, uh, if you have any opinions on strong opinions on the doors, we'll put up a, a Facebook post and give us your favorite songs or your favorite memories or your favorite, uh, uh, albums. And, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. So drop us a line, uh, suggest a topic. Uh, if you say, listen, uh, uh, Len Beave, I think you should do a podcast on the album, an American prayer because it's the greatest album of all time. Uh, if we say that will not happen. If you know what, you're right. We're going to do one on the American prayer. No, uh, we'll send you a free Jag bags t-shirt. So, uh, send us those topics. Um, and subscribe to us. We are available on pretty much any reputable podcasting platform. Just type in Jag Bags Podcast, pop right up, hit that subscribe button, and you'll get two uh, episodes a week delivered right to your device. Write us a review if you're so inclined. Make it hashtag Jag Bags. We want to thank everyone for listening. When you're ready to listen, put a little Jag Bags in your ear.